Hello and welcome back to the Avengers Reserve podcast episode 7 and I'm delighted as always to be joined by Sad Boy Care. How are you doing today Care? I'm good, how are you? <laughs> I'm not too bad, thank you. Uh, it's very nice for a bit of a change in the weather today where it's a little bit more overcast so mm. don't have to be completely sweating buckets in my room today <laughs> so that's always nice. Um, yep. Yeah, what have you been up to recently? Not much, honestly. Just driving my dad around because he just recently had surgery. So I'm just his chauffeur for the next four weeks yeah. until I move to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking forward to Florida, though. Oh yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm really excited. Mm. I haven't learned anything about where I'm living or what I'm going to be doing there yet, but when I find out, I will let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, so it's a good move. Good move. Yeah, I would yeah. love to go to Florida one day. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely see you out there when I do get a chance. Definitely. Um, right. We are going to do a episode breakdown of Loki. So obviously it came out what Yay. yesterday, Wednesday, by the team this came out, it'd be two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Yeah, exciting. I'm excited to now have you know another Marvel series. It really did fly by. Um yeah. just your reaction really to the first episode, initial reaction. I, we were just speaking about how like nothing really happened, but I already, this is already my favorite series of the three that have come out. I don't know if it's just because I okay. love Loki or what, but like just the set design and like everything about the show so far is like so good. And I can't, I can't even, like, describe how I feel about it because I just love it. Like, it's so good. And I'm super excited for, like, the next couple episodes to see where they actually take the show and, like, add on to, like, mm-hmm. all the characters that I already have, like, fallen in love with. <laughs> but. Okay, yeah. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did just feel it was a little bit slow. It's like I was saying, yeah. like, I was kind of skimming through this morning to see if there was anything that like I might have missed. Um, mm. And it was all kind of focused on that one section where Mobius has his encounter with Loki. Um, it seemed to be that was the majority of the episode, you know, which is perfectly fine because, you know, just in the preview where we were talking about what it could mean for Loki and... Is he going to go back to his old ways? Is he going to be the god of mischief? Mm-hmm. Or is he, you know, going to be the Loki that we know and love now, who, you know, eventually teams up before and helps save Asgard? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was um, it was interesting to see that so quickly. That was kind of unexpected for me. Um, and I think, yeah, the, you know, despite that it's, it's come across as a little bit slow, um... It's a good sort of starting foundation, is what I would say, for uh, what we potentially um, expect to be a really good series. Um, mm. I think there's loads of opportunities for it for it to go down. Um, let's touch on, obviously, the very beginning of it. I will t- mention this as well. Did you feel like it took forever to get the um, uh, the opening like title until the actual title Loki came up? I genuinely don't even remember when it actually came up. But (laughs) I do remember it was like... I feel like it was like 10 minutes in. Yeah, it was was quite lengthy. I would have thought after they arrived in Mongolia, then they would have done it there. Because that's a nice segue. 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was all the way up until um, I think he gets the ticket or something like that. Yeah. You know that moment where they were talking about this? I think it's like around there, which is, you know. Was it? So it was a bit of a stretch. Was it after or before when they described the timekeeper timeline thing? Uh, what, you mean remember. the judge? No, 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 no. The, the judge um, it all. The Miss Minutes video. Yeah, it was after that. Okay. It kind of makes sense to me then, because they were, like, kind of introducing not only the characters, but the scene, and kind of, like, the history of it, and then they would do the... I don't know. It doesn't... It doesn't seem completely out of place. It was like a while, mm. but it could have also just been used as a segue device because they didn't know how to kind of segue between two things. And they just put it yeah. there to like segue a little bit. <laughs> but I don't know. Oh, I feel like film it was not analysis. What? <laughs> I said, what a great film graduate analysis that was. <laughs> well, I'm just... <laughs> you asked, so... <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. But I do... It did take, like, a while, but it didn't feel out of place. Like, it felt like it was where it should be. It didn't... I don't know. I guess they could have done it between them being in Mongolia and then going to the TVA. But I kind of liked that mm. they introduced everything first, and then they kind of like were like, "Okay, now the show starts." You know? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I think it's just it, it's very important for debut episodes to kind of have that proper introduction. You know? Um, yeah. I feel like that's why they did it. Um, and look, like Loki is a very well known character in the MCU, so it's not necessarily that we didn't know who Loki was or, you know, we needed to know more about him. It was just more, you know, like we've obviously spoken a lot about in the past few weeks, but like, who's the timekeepers? What's the TVA? Mm -hmm. Like all of that is kind of unknown to a lot of people. Um, So I think it was very important that, you know, they started off very strongly um, by introducing them and it was all not necessarily about Loki, but about the timekeepers and the TVA. Um, That Mm -hmm. was, I think, the real important thing why they did it like that um so yeah so we'll just touch on quickly obviously loki arrives in mongolia where the tva um interferes that entire scene i thought was um particularly brilliant like i was just saying it starts fast you get the introduction um Mm -hmm. my favorite part as well i think would have have to have been when loki gets hit because it's just so unexpected and the um what's called slow-mo reaction the slow-mo where it's like one sixteenth of speed, but feeling yeah. all the pain in real time. I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the way that they, they don't just like protect the timeline. They also like use time to their advantage, you know, like in that way mm-hmm. where they like smacked him with this thing. And then he was like moving slower than everyone else. But everyone else was like, I don't know. And then also the um, the collar things that I, I thought that was really cool too. I thought like, I don't know. I didn't expect them to play with time in that way, I guess. Mm. it's It was like unexpected to me because I just didn't like, I don't know. I didn't see it coming. I don't know. That's 
literally did a, the definition of unexpected. I, <laughs> yeah. I just they, like, they basically, I wasn't expecting them to use it to their advantage so much, and they've come across already yeah. as very powerful being in, beings in the yeah. um, in the MCU, um, just because of that factor. I mean, even Mobius, like Mobius, when you look at him at first glance, you know, he's not a, a, a powerful guy. It's not somebody that you expect yeah. to beat, you know, people in fights and things like that. But the fact that he uses the little device to control time in his own way makes him a very mm-hmm. powerful person. Um, yeah. So I definitely love that, that they've basically become the alpha of this series already, that, you know, they're obviously trying to sort things out, which we'll get onto. Um, yeah. But yeah, that entire scene where Loki gets hit, you know, making him... You know, basically look u- useless. Um, I've just thought it was mm-hmm. fantastic. Really did enjoy that. Um, yeah, and it also kind of we'll is brought on. back up later when the Infinity Stone thing happens. Yeah. Which I think yeah, is yeah. like, like this whole episode is kind of just like a series of, like, I don't know. I guess showing Loki that he's not as amazing as he could, or like as he thinks he is you know and he doesn't actually yeah, have yeah. this glorious purpose that he thinks he has <laughs> but yeah yeah um i did enjoy once they get to the tva um and there was the whole um what's it called he gets his suit eradicated and then he gets to watch the show um did you spot the multiverse mention there yes yeah. yeah, so they were always talking about um, how if a variant goes off and things like that, um, we obviously mm-hmm. know by the end of the episode that it's Loki is one of the variants. Um, so yeah, I just really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed them actually mentioning it as the multiverse and we'd said that it was going to be mentioned throughout um, in mm-hmm. the previews and previous episodes. Um, yeah, and I strongly believe now that Loki is the reason for the multiverse happening or why it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, what do you mean, like, why it's going to happen? Well, as in, like, he's the variant that's going around messing with time, and he will be the reason why the multiverse actually comes into play, is because, as they were explaining it, if a variant goes off in one direction, it can then end up leading into multiple different ones, and therefore bringing time all together in one way to create the multiverse um the video like explains it a lot better than i do but um yeah, <laughs> yeah. i just thought it was it was incredibly interesting <laughs> to kind of mention it it's almost like uh this is what's going to happen and mm-hmm. but they obviously are not mentioning that it's loki um as of yet so nothing confirmed but that was kind of like the prediction that i was talking to you about that it was like I don't know if it's obvious or it's just not really too much for a prediction because you can kind of expect it once you look into that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't... I I just thought... When I saw, like, the, the multiverse and, like, all the timelines coming together, I just kind of thought it was very interesting that the multiverse, even though it's, like, separate universes is that what it is Mm -hmm. separate like yeah universes and dimensions and stuff like dimensions yeah yeah. it all has the same timeline which i thought was really interesting like because i thought 
the way they were going to do it was each branch was going to be a different universe. You know? Mm-hmm. But I'm interested to see what they do in, like, the films that they actually explore the full multiverse and the full, like, spectrum of the multiverse. I'm interested to see what they do with that timeline, if that makes sense. Like, because everything's working on the same timeline, so, like, how... Like, I don't know how to describe it, (laughs) but, like, I guess kind of, like, what butterfly effects, like, cause things to be a little bit different. Sure, right, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've we've mentioned that it's going to focus very heavily on time, so I think it's, you know, um, foolish to presume that we won't see sort of how things happen and uh, what sort of, like, ripple effects um, Mm -hmm. will take place. Um, just, I'm just curious whether it'll be like Loki at the center of it all, um, or it'll just kind of move into other characters. Yeah. It's, you know, the opportunities really are endless. I feel with this series because there's just um, there's just so much possibility, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I really, really, really want to see more um, about the timekeepers specifically. I felt like, as much as we've come to understand that they're the alpha male. Um, Mm-hmm. they're still very hidden away and we haven't seen them um, other than sort of a couple of graphic designs and things like that. So, yeah. We that's, have um, seen that's them, interesting I'm pretty sure. Well, in I don't think... Stan... Go on. Wasn't Stan Lee's cameo in Guardians 2? Wasn't he speaking to the, the timekeepers? Ah. Potentially, yeah. I'm not too I'm sure. I'm pretty sure that's what that's it was supposed spot, to though. be. So, technically we have seen them, but they're kind of just, like, on an asteroid in the middle of space. Which, yeah, yeah. I actually was thinking about this, um, because, like, obviously it's, like, a quick flyby. And then I think it's also a, what's it called? End credit scene in that film mm-hmm. where, like, they're just, like, chatting shit and whatever. But there's a part in the, um, in the... A couple of the Loki trailers, actually, where there's an asteroid just in the middle, like, of this light circle, I guess. And it makes me Mm -hmm. think that maybe that's the asteroid that the timekeepers are on, and that's the timeline in that, with that light circle, whatever that is. You know? Mm. But obviously we won't find out about that until later, because we haven't seen that yet. But it was just a theory that I was thinking about when I was watching it. So I thought I would throw it in. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely cool. Yeah. I think it would be interesting <clears throat> Interesting if that comes true. I think there's a fair few possibilities for the timekeepers to get a um, more of an honourable mention, I suppose is how I'd word it. Um, just a bit more time. Yeah. What's it called? Screen time. Things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mobius. Um, we get our first look at him when he goes back to 1549 France. Um is investigating a variant attack uh, and there's also obviously a child there we has a sweet little interaction with um, <laughs> trying to find out a little bit more um, mm. talks about that the stab wounds are consistent the bodies are spread out so that they look like they don't really know what's happened um, what was your initial reaction to this because watching it for the second time I was kind of a bit like okay I understand something a bit different yeah I 
Originally, I thought they were chasing Kang the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, because we knew that he wasn't going to be the villain in this. But I was like, oh, maybe they're going to chase him and then they won't find him. I don't know why, because my film brain should know, no, you need a resolution to problems in a TV series or else it's just a nothing series. Yeah. I don't know. But... I thought it was Kang, but now knowing that it's Loki and the kid pointing to the devil makes me mm-hmm. think that he had his horns on. I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like that was, like, a hint that, like, no one... Like, mm, some people probably caught it, but, like, I didn't catch it until I knew that it was Loki kind of thing. Yeah, you know? that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, when I watched it the second time, then I was like, oh, maybe it's Loki. But the other thing is, is that, like, and this is something that, you know, I'm not entirely confident in saying that this is what it's going to be, but I think it's, um, you know, a possibility. Because obviously the child points to the devil um, and says that's who Mm -hmm. it was that does it. The other person who looks like a devil, that you know, more like a devil than Loki, is Mephisto. So... You know, oh. who's to say that there isn't more than one variant um, going on and disrupting time? Um, could it have potentially been Mephisto? Uh, I don't know how to say it, like decoying as Loki. Um, I think it's a potential, yeah. you know. Mephisto is a del- devil-like creature. And I think it would make a lot of sense. Um, but whether that will actually come true or not, I'm not too sure. I you know, I think we've kind of mentioned, like, who's really going to be brought into Loki, um, and whether it'll be Mephisto or Kang. You know, mm-hmm. I just thought that was a neat little trick. I think the devil specifically was kind of a bit like, okay, maybe it is Mephisto. Um, but yeah, also, when you watch it later, you're like, is it Loki? So, I don't know, potentially yeah. you could see Mephisto come into this series, um, just posing as Loki for a, a day or two. I don't know, be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, that is interesting. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about the trial because I quite enjoyed that scene. It as short as it was, um, mm. absolutely loved the way that Loki was essentially mugging off the judge. Is what I've got written down in my notes um, <laughs> to do with the whole timekeepers and what her actual job is. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really remember much of that scene. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. But I did think... Wait, do I even have anything in my notes about that? Uh, No, all I have is the part where he says ridiculous bureaucrats, and I was like, there's no... Mm. Oh, I I thought it was interesting um, that there's, like, no magic in the TVA, and, like, the TVA is basically... Like, they're all-knowing, and they, they can do whatever but all of their mm-hmm. technology is analog like no matter what it is like even the screens i mean i guess they're kind of like digital but like everything is like as analog as it could be possibly so mm-hmm. that they don't like i th- i have a feeling that it's so that no one abuses any of the power that they're given and like ruins the time line yeah yeah that was just my thing and that was the only thing I actually really remember taking from that scene <laughs> because he was talking about the ridiculous bureaucrats and I was like, oh, 
I don't know, because everything's like 1950s, 1970s themed as well. Like mm. even the Miss Minutes thing was like, like the video where they explain everything. It was themed after like a 1950s like educational video. Or like it says, I looked it up. It says car safety propaganda cartoons from the 50s. So it's really mm. like everything is kind of like brought back to that analog like thing. I don't know. And I, no, I have yeah, a feeling it's so that no one like abuses their power and messes up the time yeah. by doing so. I, d- I definitely feel like that's a very important point. Um, I think it's like we were saying, like we know a little bit about the timekeepers, but not too much. Everything's very secretive. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of sticks to themselves, really. Um, and everybody just kind of does their jobs and moves along. And I think it's exactly a kind of way to keep everybody in order, I think, is the way to best kind of describe it. Yeah. Um, make yeah. sure that nobody falls out of line. Um, 100%. I, will, I would definitely agree with that. We basically get our <laughs> first glimpse at the TVA external building. Um, I thought that was really cool. It's a completely different shift from what we were just touching on where you have the sort of dialogue the still walls a very sort of like dingy looking building um to a bright you know futuristic uh don't know how to explain that type of architecture but it's kind of you know everything is everywhere Mm -hmm. um and i thought that was a a brilliant shift to uh what life could actually be like in the tva yeah i i think it's very interesting And it also goes back to what Loki said about, like, there not being any magic in this world, or not even in this world. Wherever the TVA is, like, there's no magic there. So, like, the fact that they have, like, flying cars and, like, it it reminded me a lot of, I don't know, this episode has, like, a lot of, like, old cartoons in my head for some reason. And that scene specifically, like, the scene of, like, the flying cars and all of the TVA buildings and everything really made me think of... Mm. Oh, what is it called? The 50s cartoon about the future. Oh, my God, what is it called? I can't remember 50s now. Cartoon. What is it called? Hold on. Cause it's... I'm not sure. I mean, it reminded me of, like, the fifth element, if you've ever seen that. No, I haven't. Okay. Because that's very much like flying cars, like futuristic buildings and things like that. Um, Jetsons. Jetsons? Is it Meet the Jetsons or is it just Jetsons? You've never seen the Jetsons? I'm not too sure. I don't think so, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's the Jetsons. That's what it reminded me of because they have like, this is like what they thought in the 50s like, life would be, like, now, basically, which is, like, flying cars and, like, weirdly shaped buildings that, like, don't look like they could be held up by gravity. And it just made me think of Mm -hmm. that when I saw... It was after I saw the TVA, like, informational video that I started actually, like, connecting dots to, like, 50s cartoons for some reason. But that was one of them. Um, And I just thought it was really... I know that it's not modeled after that, but, like, in my head, it kind of was, like, a mm. parallel to, or, like, a, I don't know. Because, like I said earlier, like, it, it's something well, that is possible in our world. Like, it's, like, we could have flying cars mm. at some point, you know, with just, like, science, mm. and we wouldn't need to use magic. 
to do it, you know? I don't know. Yeah. But that's... Yeah, yeah. That was I a tangent. Think, I think I get what you mean. <laughs> but... <laughs> but no, I do feel like a lot of people have been taking a stab at um, things like that and referencing mm-hmm. things for very specific reasons, the fact that Marvel never, you know, leaves a page unturned. Um, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think that's... um. Yes, very very niche pick, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to go and watch Genesis. The Americans will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like a yeah. staple American cartoon. <laughs> Basically, like 80% of our audience will know what this is, and there will mm. be the 20 British people being like that. <laughs> and you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, this kind of... It kind of moves into where Mobius is now, like, teamed up with, um... I was going to say Tom Hiddleston then, but Loki. Technically. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, obviously they're teamed up, and Mobius is trying to, like, gauge a reaction from him in certain ways and starts him on this whole soul-searching journey um, from the off, you know, showing his errors, questioning him. Um, before we get into all of that... The D.B. Cooper reference, yes. the fact that they try and pass off that Loki was D.B. Cooper, was yes. absolutely brilliant. I love that That's what I was telling scene. you about, too. That was the guy that... I didn't remember his name. That was the guy that jumped out of the plane and disappeared. Like, that was what I was talking about in the preview. So I think that it's really right. cool that they actually did that. And I think it's also really funny that they explained it away as it being Loki, you know? I just thought that was... Yeah. I I loved that. I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was great. And I was really happy that it was actually yeah, no. something that, like, someone actually predicted would happen, you know? Even though they didn't predict it that... Yeah, they didn't yeah, predict 100%. that, like, Loki did it as a bet. But, oh, God. <laughs> but mm. still. No, I thought it was... I thought it was cool and it gave us like another glimpse into what Loki used to get up to and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, got a mischief, like living <laughs> true to the name 100%. Yep. Um, yeah, just absolutely loved that reference. It was brilliant. Um, but yeah. That was great. Mobius is, you know, that's one of the things that he's showing him among other moments that we've obviously seen Loki in previous films and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um this is the part that I was kind of saying is why it felt kind of slow because I'd probably say a good 20 to almost 30 minutes is this bit right here where he's getting him to come onto his side, to come and help him um, and puts him on this soul-searching journey. I can't put it of a, a yeah. better way, you know? I I loved that scene. Even though it was very long, I feel like it was very interesting to get like a look into Loki's brain about the things that he's done you know and it Mm -hmm. was like what was it where is it oh okay I thought it was very interesting that he had this like master plan to kind of it was kind of very similar to Thanos's plan because he said what was it? Choices breed pain. Or something along those lines. And it was like, basically, mm-hmm. he wants to be the only autonomous person and just take away everyone's free will. But then when Mobius tells him that everything that he has ever done and ever will do is completely pre-planned by the timekeepers, 
and pre-approved, like, he can't handle the fact that he doesn't have free will himself. And I feel like that was the, like, Mm. catalyst where he was like, oh, shit. Like, he was kind of, like, questioning his spot in the universe. And then he escapes and he finds the infinity stones, like, multiples of the infinity stones just in a drawer. And he was like, shit. I can't be as powerful as these people. And I think that he is Mm -hmm. still motivated by power as of right now. He has kind of changed his sole purpose a little bit. His glorious purpose, we'll call it. But he's still motivated by power. And I think that that's going to happen until, like, the last couple episodes. I didn't think the soul-searching would begin until the last couple episodes. I'm not going to lie. But... I I thought that too, yeah. I think... I think that it's going to be... Like, it... It does line up with that theory that I was telling you about how the theme of this is going to be him soul-searching and just the fact that he now has to fight, physically fight, a rogue variant of himself is, like, just so Mm -hmm. telling of, like, it's literally a slap in the face of, like, this is inner conflict. This is what this show is about. It's the inner conflict of Loki where he physically has to fight the bad parts of himself, you know, Mm. in order to, like, change his soul and, like, actually do good the way he... It's, like, a different... Obviously, it's a different character development arc for him. But hopefully we'll get back to the same place where he was in Infinity War. I don't know. Definitely. <laughs> I just no, went yeah. on a tangent. I'm going on a tangent today. <laughs> no, no, that's, uh, that's perfectly well said, I was going to say. Um, I think, you know, <laughs> like he's always going to be kind of motivated by potential um, power routes and things like that. Um, mm. And yeah, I think that's, that's per- you know, very well said in the fact that he is literally going to have to fight a version of himself and it correlates perfectly that, you know, he's going to have to fight the bar parts of himself inside himself. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, 100%. I think that that makes perfect sense. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see it. I really can't. I think, you know, if you're going to have a kind of like prediction-wise and kind of go out on the limb, is it the fact that, you know, I don't really know too much about how the TBA works and how the timekeepers work, but what happens to this rogue Loki? Do we end up getting two Lokis in a similar way that we ended up with two different versions of Gamora? Ooh. I don't know. Wait, do you mean... What do you mean by that? Uh, Just in the sense that he's obviously going off in this branch of the timeline, right? So Mm -hmm. one rogue rogue Loki is like here and the normal one is kind of... I presume everything... Oh, actually, no, everything hasn't been reset, so it doesn't make too much sense. Um, But it's all creating this rift, right, which is eventually going to become the multiverse, and that's why we're getting the whole, like, free Spider-Man, the Doctor Strange movie, etc., etc. And I just think there's, you you know, this is why it's a prediction and not like, this is what's going to happen, but Mm -hmm. I think there's potential that we could see both Lokis, um, or more than one Loki, you know, 
pop up every now and then um, oh, yeah. after this series. It really, I just don't know if it's going to be a sort of, you know, one Loki has to die because that's not resetting the timeline. You know, yeah. one Loki is going to have to go back to where he originally was because otherwise, unless that's the way that the multiverse is created. Yeah. I'm thinking of, did you, you said two Gamoras, but did you mean two Nebulas? Because I feel like that's more of a parallel to this. In my yeah, opinion. Yeah, well, it's, it's actually two of both thinking about it. Yeah, when you said two Nebulas, the two Nebulas is the one that you actually get, right? Yeah, it's the because one where there's a bad one and, then and you a get good the Gamora. One. Yeah. yeah. And then with Gamora, it's she dies and then a different version yeah. of herself is then there in Endgame. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Nebula is probably a better way to, a better example and a better way to describe it. Um, so yeah, I think you're just kind of, you could end up with two Lokis um, propping up here and there. Yeah. I, I definitely think, yeah. I mean, they even teased that in the trailers and stuff. Like, with the election Loki and then TVA Loki is, like, in the background, you know? So, like, that could be... They could, like, finally catch up with the the variant at some point and he's, like, trying to run for president in order to, like, find this glorious purpose, you know? Because maybe... I, Mm. I genuinely think that the Loki that is going rogue probably found out somehow like he probably went through the same or a similar process as our loki the tva loki did with like learning about how his life is meant to go and he instead of like Mm. instead of trying to become a better person he was like well no i don't want that to happen so i'm just gonna take what i want you know whereas this loki is like actually trying to right the wrongs that are being done by a different version of himself throughout this series, mm. I guess. But. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely know. think so. Um, yeah. I think that's I think that's pretty much it, really. Um, you know, prediction-wise, I think it's very hard to kind of go off of this episode, I think is what we were saying. Yeah. Um, you know, I probably expect... Loki to kind of cock up at some point um which will be a very yeah. funny encounter um <laughs> yep so yeah I'm I'm just uh, look, just happy that we've got another series going on um yeah. it really yeah. <laughs> did fly by but also feel like there has been a void in my life where I've been missing a Marvel <laughs> series um Marvel content <laughs> so yeah yeah <laughs> a hole in your heart where the symptoms, Marvel content was supposed to go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Um, oh my god. Yeah. 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 I'm looking think, forward. I'm looking forward to episode two. I have one theory. I don't know if it's a theory, but mm-hmm. I have like this inkling in the back of my head that like the evil variant of Loki is actually Lady Loki. So it's not like Tom Hiddleston's Ooh. Loki. Yeah. 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 But I don't have anything to base that off of other than the fact that someone said that about the trailer. They were like, oh, Lady Loki might be in it. And I was like, hmm. Mm. And so now it's just in the back of my head. But I don't know. Yeah. 
potentially. I mean, I think the only problem is, like we've said when we analysed the trailer, is that you can see mm. one Loki and then TVA Loki in the background. Um, but True, but you have to yeah, remember 100%, that Loki can shapeshift. Oh. So if, yeah, yeah. if it is Lady Loki and she's trying to run for president in America... She'd probably have a better chance at doing that if she was a white guy than if she was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah. bit of social commentary there. It's, but... <laughs> it's true. It's very true. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, anyway. <laughs> but no, I don't that's, know. Um, that's, that's just uh, like a little a point. thing that's just like in the back of my head. But. Yeah. Oh no, I, I think that would be interesting. Um, I definitely think there's potential for Lady Loki. Has it been confirmed or not? I'm not too sure. I feel like it has. I don't know. I feel like it has okay. too, but I don't actually. Know. Yeah, I swear, I swear the actress has been confirmed or something on the Google yeah, Pass. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so that's what I thought yeah, too. I I would absolutely love to see Lady Loki. Um, pop up at something and I think that theory that it could potentially be you know the rogue variant um mm. yeah I think that definitely makes a lot of sense and uh, we will just have to see um don't really know when we're going to yeah. see Ravona or anyone else who kind of like makes a cameo from the MCU that we haven't seen just yet um but very much looking forward to yeah. it looking forward to next week's episodes don't really know too much what to expect and I kind of like that for a change yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where they take it because, like I said in the beginning, there are literally endless possibilities for this series. <laughs> so. Definitely, definitely. Okay, well, thank you very much for watching or listening on Spotify. Uh, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe if you're new. Uh, you can also check out links in the description uh, for Care's channel. And I think I put your Twitter in there now. So congratulations oh, cool. to you. Um, <laughs> spoiler. Don't use it much, but uh, yeah. There's also going to be... It's going to be an annotation on the end of the screen as well where you can uh, click through to both of our channels as well if that's easier. Um, but yeah, so thank you very much for watching and we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.